0: chapter twenty two of quit your worrying by george wharton james this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by gillian hendry the worries of anticipation he crosses every bridge before he comes to it is a graphic and proverbial rendering of a description of the man who worries in anticipation something sure is going to happen He is always fearful not of what is, but of what is going to be. For 20 years he has managed to live and pay his rent, but at the beginning of each month he begins afresh to worry where next month's rent is going to come from. He collected his bills fairly well for a business lifetime, but if a debtor fails to send in his cheque, on the very day he begins to worry and fear lest he fail to receive it. His wife has given him four children, but at the coming of the fifth, he is sure something extraordinarily painful and adverse is going to happen. He sees, possibly here I should say she sees, their son climbing a tree. She is sure he will fall and break a leg, an arm, or his neck. Her boy mustn't ride the horse, lest he fall and injure himself. If he goes to swim, he is surely in danger of being drowned and she could never allow him or his sister to row in a boat lest it be overturned the child must be watched momentarily lest it fall out of the window search out a sharp knife swallow poison or do some irreparable damage to the bric-a-brac here let me relate an incident the truth of which is vouched for and which clearly illustrates the difference between the attitude of worry and that of trust one day when flattich a pious minister of the wurtemberg was seated in his armchair one of his foster children fell out of a second story window right before him to the pavement below he calmly ordered his daughter to go and bring up the child on doing so it was found the little one had sustained no injury a neighbor however aroused by the noise came in and reproached flattich for his carelessness and inattention While she was thus remonstrating, her own child, which she had brought with her, fell from the bench upon which she had seated it, and broke its arm. Do you see, good women, said the minister, if you imagine yourself to be the sole guardian of your child, then you must constantly carry it in your arms. I commend my children to God, and even though they then fall, they are safer than were I to devote my whole time and attention to them those who anticipate evils for their children too often seem to bring down upon their loved ones the very evils they are afraid of and one of the greatest lessons of life and one that brings immeasurable and uncountable joys when learned is that nature the great father-mother of us all is kindly disposed to us we need not be so alarmed so fearful so anticipatory of evil at her hands charles warren stoddard used to tell of the great dread mark twain was wont to feel during the exhaustion and reaction he felt at the close of each of his lectures lest he should become incapable of further writing and lecturing and therefore become dependent upon his friends and die a pauper how wonderfully he conquered this demon of perpetual worry all those who know his life are aware how that when his publisher failed He took upon himself a heavy financial burden, for which he was in no way responsible, went on a lecture tour around the world, and paid every cent of it, and finally died with his finances in a most prosperous condition. The anticipatory worries of others are just as senseless, foolish, and absurd as were those of Mark Twain, and it is possible for every man to overcome them, even as did he. The cloud we anticipate seldom if ever comes, and then generally in a different direction from where we sought it. Time spent on looking for the cloud, and figuring how much of injury it will do us, had better be utilised in garnering the hay crop, bringing in the lambs, or hauling warm fodder and bedding for them. There is another side, however, to this worrying anticipation of troubles. The ancient philosophers recognized it. Lucan wrote, The very fear of approaching evil has driven many into peril. There are those who believe that the very concentration of thought upon a possible evil will bring to pass the peculiar arrangement of circumstances that makes the evil. Of this belief I am not competent to speak, but I am fully assured that it is far from helpful to be contemplating the possibility of evil. In my own life, I have found that worrying over evils in anticipation has not prevented their coming, and on the other hand, that where I have boldly faced the situation without fear and its attendant worries, the evil has fled. Hence, whether worries in hand or worries to come, worries real or worries imaginary, the wise, sane, and practical course is to kill them all and thus quit your worrying end of chapter 22